0: This message is brought to you by Regeneron. If you have diabetes, listen closely because your ears could help your eyes. Excess sugar from diabetes could lead to eye damage and vision loss, even blindness, and you might not even notice it at first. So remember, now is the time to get your eyes checked. Eye care is especially important with diabetes. See a path forward with actions and potential treatment options that may help your eyes and protect against vision loss. Go see an eye care specialist and visit nowic.com to take charge of your eyesight. That is is N-O-W-E-Y-E-S-E-E.com.
1: There's no community like a Cenex community. And that's why every Cenex store is so proud to serve theirs. By supporting local athletic teams, promoting the arts, and making sure each store is a place its neighbors can find what they need, catch up with their friends, and stay connected. It's also why we give back, helping to make the wonderful places we call home the best they can be. Your local Senex doesn't just work in your town, it lives there.
2: The store next door, powered locally at Senex.
3: Music say good health to all from Rexall.
0: The 10,000 independent Rexall Druggists of America proudly present transcribed Amos and Andy's 10,000th radio broadcast. Written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosier and featuring Johnny Lee, Lillian Randall. Madeline Lee, Fred Clark, Herbert Rawlinson, Millie Bruce, Eleanor Harriet, Leo Cleary, Jeff Alexander's music, yours truly, Harlow Wilcox, and starring radio's all time favorites, Freeman Gosden and Charles Correll, Amos and Andy. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Freeman Gosden. Today marks the 10,000th time that we have been before the microphone, and again, we are very grateful to you. Our good sponsor, the Rexall Drug Company, in honoring this 10,000th broadcast, has asked us to tell you about Plenimans. Well, they are the finest multiple vitamin we have ever encountered. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight is quite a memorable evening in the history of Amos and Andy. The 10,000th time they have come before the microphone. And to take you back in spirit to those early days, here is the voice that was so long associated with Amos and Andy, Bill Hay.
4: Yes? And it seems to me like it was only yesterday I was introducing Amos and Andy. Only yesterday when the boys first came to New York from the south. I remember they took a furnished room up on 134th Street. And the first day Amos came home, he found Andy doing a little figuring. Seven million, eight million, ten million.
3: Yes, <coughs>
0: Is I blue tell everything,
3: but say, Andy, what is you thinking over there, son? Well, Amos, now that we is in New York, I'm going into broker business. I figure uh, on the money I gonna make here. I'm counting on being another J Ping Pong Morgan.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, well, I think
0: Wall Street, Andy, is a little too high for us, son, but I tell you what, we ought to uh, get some kind of job. Yeah, that's right.
3: We don't want to keep on nibbling on our savings here.
0: You know, I got the evening paper here. I thought we could look in to help yeah. one of their in and see what they got in there.
3: Yeah, give me that thing. Let me see here. Uh, look at this news item here. It say we is exporting cheese to France, and all the Frenchmen's is happy about it.
0: Uh, where do it say that, in?
3: Right here in this headline. Look at there. Thousands cheer as Limburger arrives in Paris. <laughs>
0: That's Lindbergh. Oh, oh. Yeah, the one ad is inside the paper, <laughs> and toward the back there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are, here we are. Yeah. Say, uh, look at that, isn't it? There sure is a lot of ads for taxicab drivers. Yeah, you think we could get a job driving a cab, huh? No, we got four hundred dollars saved, Annie, and I was just thinking, you know, maybe me and you could get a cab of our own. Buy a cab? Amos, check, and double checked. <laughs>
4: Well, it was soon after this that Amos and Andy met one of their fabulous friends. It was Andy who met him first. One afternoon, Andy joined a crowd on the sidewalk, watching a new skyscraper going up in downtown New York. Boy, they show puts these bills up
3: high. Yes, sir, uh, they really are. Uh, uh... Hey, excuse me for protruding, mister, but ain't you got a hold of my watch, Jane? <laughs> oh,
0: your watch, Jane? Uh, well, well... Uh... So I does? Yeah, well, how you like that? Yeah, one of these solid gold cufflinks of mine must have hooked on your watch chain there.
3: It was as lucky I'd unremembered what my grandmother told me before I left home. I got my watch chain attached to my underwear.
1: <laughs>
3: See, as soon as I felt my BVDS creeping up on me, I know. <laughs>
0: Uh, allow me to introduce myself, stranger. Uh, the name is Stephen, George Kingfish Stevens. Kingfish? Uh, yeah, they called me that because I is the head of that great fraternity, the Misted Knights of the Sea.
3: <laughs> How you do?
0: I is Andrew Hawk Brown
3: from Marietta, Georgia. You see, me and my friend Amos Jones just got to New York, and we think about buying a taxi. I got 340 bucks right here in my wallet.
0: Mm, got 340 bucks, huh? <laughs> thinking about buying a taxi cab, yeah. Now, lucky you run into me, son. Uh, it just so happens that I got just the right car for you. No, I <laughs>
3: Yes, sir, Amos, there she is, parked at
0: the curb, our new taxicab. Yeah,
3: well, I know
0: this fellow you called the kingfish that you met give you a bargain, Andy, but the top of this thing is all sheared right off. Look at there. While you're driving, the breeze is going to come right in there and hit the passengers right in the face.
3: Well, now, that's all right, Amos. And you know what we can call it? The Fresh Air Taxi Cab Company of America Incorporated.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. That's
0: good, Andy. Uh, let's start up the thing here and take a little ride. I want to hear that Stutz Bearcat engine, boy. Yeah, let me open the door here. Yeah, go ahead. I uh, was Pick
3: up the door there, Andy. Uh... Throw it in the back seat. <laughs> now, let me get the thing started. Yeah, start up. <laughs> To listen to that bear-cat motor. Yeah, it sound like the bear is chasing that cat all
1: around. Them.
3: Andy, she's boiling over. Uh-oh, there go the radiator cap. There,
0: there goes we... the radiator too, Andy. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, look, look at that, Andy the flame. Yeah, let me... All right!
4: the depression, the boys didn't do too bad with their fresh air taxicab. Then one Sunday after church services, love came to Amos Jones. The minister is standing at the front door of the church talking to a young girl as Amos approaches.
0: Uh, Excuse me, sir. I
4: I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed the services today. They
0: they sort of hit home with me, especially that part about the golden rule.
2: Thank you, Amos. You two know
0: each other? Amos Jones, this is Miss Taylor. Uh, Miss Taylor?
2: Yes, uh, Ruby Taylor. Yeah,
0: how you do? I'm glad to know you.
2: Thank you. Same to you.
0: Well, I hope you'll be here next Sunday. Yes, I'll be here. Thank you, sir. And goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, is you going down this way? Yes. Uh, Mind if I walk with you, Miss Taylor, uh, uh, Ruby?
4: Not at all, Mr. Jones. Uh, Amos... (laughs) And it was just about that time that love came to Andy Brown, but in somewhat different surroundings. You know, something. You
3: is about the sweetest, prettiest, gentlest flower that I has ever had the
0: pleasure of running into. No, big boy, would you mind sitting still while I shouldn't use this manicure? <laughs>
3: Yeah, Yeah, but you know something? You is the cutest hunk of female gender I done eyeballed in a long
0: time. Listen, you just wasting your time. I'm the widow and I know all about men. When it comes to love, it's going to take a real man to kindle the flame. Uh,
3: Kindle the flame? Mm hmm. Ah, Ha, ha, (laughs) ha. Shake hands with old Now, Summer,
0: <laughs> You is kind of cute at that. I see you as a sugar daddy. That's my one big requirement.
3: Yeah. Uh, I can see you as a woman. That is my one big
0: requirement. Oh, <laughs> doot. all, all, all
3: raspberry. <laughs> You know, my name is Andrew H. Brown. What's yours, honey? You can
1: just call me Madam
2: Queen.
4: (laughs) Probably nothing caused as much comment in those days as Andy's romance with the fascinating widow, Madam Queen. One month, the wedding was on. The next month, it was off. But finally, back around 1932, something happened that led up to the most exciting event in the lives of Amos and Andy. Andy and Madam Queen signed a marriage agreement in the presence of her attorney. Sit down here at the desk with me, Amos. Yeah, tell me
3: this,
0: Andy. Uh, How is the wedding coming along, old boy?
3: Oh, Amos, the wedding is a week from today. I'm finally going to asphyxiate myself with the orange blossom. Uh,
0: hey, well, this is something, Andy. Uh, say, I know Madame Queen is a widow, but uh, whatever happened to her first husband, Andy?
3: Well, he was lost at sea or something. I think he tried to spare a whale and fell off the poop deck.
0: Well, you know, this marriage to Madame Queen may be all right, but I think I know somebody who's going to take it a little hard, Andy, and that's your secretary. Yeah, hey, you've been stringing her along for the past few months. Yeah, that's right.
3: I better get her in from the back office and tell her the bad news. Wait a minute, you. I'll call her on my new intercommune system.
0: Yeah, but well, wait a minute, Duane. You can't signal for her. When you put that buzzer system in, you done got it in backwards. You put the button in her office and the buzzer in here in yours.
3: Yeah, well, I got it all worked out. Now, watch this.
0: Buzz me, Miss Blue.
3: Now, will you come in here? I hope you don't take this too hard. Yes, Mr. Brown. Say, Miss Blue, there's something I want to tell you.
0: I think I know what it is, Mr. Brown. I read in the paper about your coming marriage to Madam Queen.
3: Well, now, Miss Blue, uh, there ain't no sense getting sore about it. I done signed a marriage agreement in front of the lawyer.
0: Oh, Andy, I'm not angry. I think you're one of the finest men I ever met. You do, huh? <laughs> oh. oh, Andy, all my life I'll cherish the memory of the time we spent together. These hours in the office, and the way you used to hold my hand, and the way we lingered in the hall over those long good nights. Mm.
3: I, uh... Amos, I wonder how binding that agreement is. (laughs) Amos. (laughs) Call up your newspapers and tell them I don't give Madam Queen the gate. The nuptials has just been nipped.
4: (laughs) Well, if you remember... Madam Queen didn't take the news sitting down. The next Andy knew she had started legal action.
0: You mean Madam Queen is going to sue you for breach of promise, Andy?
3: Yeah, and Amos, I are scared. She has done engaged the law firm of steel, stone, hard rock, and flint. That is the roughest combination since Notre Dame let the four horsemen loose, you know. <laughs> is he
1: this,
0: this after you, Andy?
3: After me. I'll say he is. I has been hiding for ten days. They're trying to serve me with a summons. I'm scared to go home. And I jump in the closet every time I see a stranger.
0: Yeah, well, say, wait a minute, Andy. Here comes somebody across the street that might help you, you know it? Oh, boy, I need
3: help. Who is it? It's your old
0: friend Fred Gwindell, the newspaper man. Oh yeah, good
3: old Fred. Let me let him in here.
0: Come on in, Fred, old boy. Well, there, boys, greetings and salutation. Glad to see you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I suppose you come over here to get the newspaper story about me busting up with Madam Queen.
0: No, no, boys, no, no. I'm through with the newspaper business. Through with the newspaper. Yes. Oh, he done give it up, Fred. What happened? Well, the editor wanted me to write a gossip column telling scandal about my friend in town. Well. But I wouldn't do a dirty trick like that to my friend. So I done quit that job. Done quit the job.
3: Well, now, that's what I calls a gentleman and a true friend. What kind of job you got now, Gwendell?
0: I as a process server. Here's your summons, hand to See you in court, boy. <laughs>
4: of Amos and Andy ever got a more exciting grip on the people of America than the trial of Madam Queen versus Andy Brown. It was the Kingfish who got Andy the lawyer. Yes, I remember the day that Andy and the Kingfish walked into the office of the one and only Algonquin J. Calhoun. Oh, uh, Cat,
0: who, uh, oh, excuse me, I, I, didn't know you was busy. Uh, be with you in a minute, boys. I own the phone here, talking to a client of mine up at Sing Sing. Uh, hello?
1: <laughs> What's that, client?
0: You say they done shaved your head. <laughs> and you see, they done slit your trouser leg What's that? The warden said you can have anything you want for supper. <laughs> Oh, and you want my advice.
1: <laughs>
0: well, whatever you do, bub, don't set out.) <laughs>
1: Go so along and I do mean goodbye.
3: No, <laughs> oh, me, And this is my lawyer,
4: Kingfish Elias Ricusster. Then, at last, the fatal day arrived. The courtroom was packed with press and spectators. The whole country awaited the fate of Andrew H. Brown as the trial got underway.
2: The court will now come to order. I'd like to warn the spectators that although this is a highly controversial case, the court will tolerate no emotional outbursts from anyone in this courtroom. Is the counsel for the plaintiff ready? We are ready, Your Honor. Is the counsel for the defendant ready? We ready we're ever going to be.
1: <laughs>
2: Will the counsel for the plaintiff present
0: his case?
3: Oh, I am scared, Amos. They got an all-woman jury. Look at them sitting there in that box.
0: Now, Andy, it's their duty, though, to be fair.
3: Fair? They're sitting up there like 12 cats in front of a rat hole. <laughs> And believe me, Amos, I is the rat they're waiting to pounce on <laughs> Wait
0: a minute, Andy. Uh, Mr. Hardrock is going to speak now. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Your Honor, ladies of the jury, we intend to prove that my client, Madam Queen, has suffered the mortification of a woman scorned, the bitter heartache of jilted womanhood, the financial loss of an unsuspecting widow who put her trust in a scoundrel. Andrew H. Brown. I intend to prove to this court
4: and jury that this
0: vicious
1: reptile...
4: Yes, in the next two days, there was a long parade of witnesses for the plaintiff. In the heat of the trial, even some of Andy's old friends testified against him, including, of all people, his old buddy, Brother Crawford.
0: Now, Brother Crawford, would you please tell the court just what happened when you introduced the defendant, Andrew H. Brown, for the first time to your 21-year-old niece? Well, uh, he came to call one evening. I introduced him to my niece. My wife and I went into the kitchen to get some coffee for them. And when I returned three minutes later, I found him with his arms around her, hugging her. Did he offer any explanation for his conduct? Uh, yes. He said he was teaching her the jiu jitsu. <laughs> I see. Well, did you accept that explanation? Well, all I know is if that was the jujitsu, the Japanese certainly have a wonderful time. <laughs> Mr. Crawford, your witness, Counselor. Uh, and uh, you think I ought to cross-examine him?
3: Better not, Calhoun. He might tell what happened with the other niece. No
1: question, Joanna.
4: <laughs> yes, Madam Queen's attorney left no stone unturned to prove his case that Andrew H. Brown was a philanderer. Even poor Lightning had to take the stamp. Now, Lightning,
0: you were employed as janitor for the Fresh Air Taxi Cab Company at the time a certain Miss Blue was employed as secretary by Andrew H. Brown? Uh, yes, sir. That's what I was. Yes, sir. <laughs> during, uh, during the time of Miss Blue's employment, would you say that Mr. Brown spent more of his time dictating to her or making advances? Well, all I know is that in the two years she was there, she asked me to sharpen a pencil only once. That's all. You may step down, Lightman. Ah, uh, yes. I'll whiz on every year y'all. Now
4: well, to my
0: next witness, I would like to call to the witness.
4: Then came the long-awaited bombshell. On the third day, Madam Queen took the stand.
2: If there's another disturbance for Madam Queen is testifying, I shall order the courtroom
0: clear. Proceed, Counselor. Madam Queen, this document marked Exhibit A is the marriage agreement that Mr. Brown signed in my presence, is it not? Yes, sir. Thank you, Madam Queen. Your witness, Counselor. And... Watch me wrap this old girl around my finger Now, Madam Queen, I'd like to ask you a few questions Wait a minute, shrimp <laughs> uh, The face that you think you are shaking your finger in Well, I... What's the matter with you? Ain't you learned no manners at all? Yes, ma'am Where was you from? Up in a reform school? No, ma'am now, there I <laughs> did, like this? Shaking your finger in my face? Ain't you looking for trouble? Your Honor
2: Yes, Counselor if the witness is too with me, she can get out off the stage.
4: Well, the next day, Madam Queen's attorney rested his case. And Algonquin J. Calhoun took over for the defense. Amos took the stand and did the best he could. And then came the kingfish.
0: Thank you, Mr. Kingfish Stevens. I think you have given a glowing account of poor Mr. Brown's sterling reputation as far as women's is concerned. That'll be all. Well, let me get out from here. Stevens! Sit where you are. (laughs) Oh, me, I was afraid of (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Stevens, do you know the meaning of the word Perjury. Do you know you can go to the penitentiary for deliberately lying to protect your friend? Do you realize that giving false testimony is a criminal offense? Do you realize that everything you've said here can be used against you? Now, what do you have to say about that? Your Honor? Yes, Mr. Stevens? How does I go about turning state's evidence (laughs)
1: here?
4: On the last day of the trial, the defendant, Andrew H. Brown, took the stand. And he had a pretty rough time of it, especially in the cross-examination when Madam Queen's attorney read Andy's love letters.
0: Now, just listen
4: to this next
0: one. Honey, baby, sweetheart, darling. You, you is everything in the world to me, my precious one. When I looks at you, my poor heart melts like hog fat on a hot griddle. <laughs> I cannot wait until the day I makes you my child bride, sweet baby doll. <laughs> Signed, Poopsy. <laughs> Did you write this letter? Well, seems like I is and
3: seem like I ain't. (laughs) But it seem more like I is than I do like I ain't. I (laughs)
1: see.
4: The next day, the testimony was at an end, and the judge made his charge to the jury. Ladies of the jury, in view of the evidence presented by the plaintiff,
2: and the futile attempts of the defense attorney to refute the charges, I can hardly see how the jury can fail to bring in a verdict other than guilty as charged. I hereby order that the jury be locked up until such a time as they can.
3: Oh, me, Amos, the jury's been out for two hours. I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, see,
0: listen, Andy. Yeah, here they come back now.
3: Yeah, they're filing in the jury box. Look at Madam Queen sitting over there. They're going to throw me in jail and everything else. Yeah, I hope
2: Ladies of the jury, have you reached a verdict?
0: Yes, Your Honor, we have. We, the members of the jury, find the defendant, Andrew H. Brown.
3: Holy mackerel, that's Madam
0: Queen. Yeah, look at that. She is spinning. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. do something. Come on, come on. No, look at her.
4: when Madam Queen screamed and fainted in the courtroom... ...people everywhere wondered why she had screamed. Very shortly, the judge spoke to the courtroom... ...and we reached the turning point of the famous... ...Madam Queen breach of promise trial. The court has just ascertained why Madam Queen fainted. She
2: fainted because she saw her first husband... ...the husband she thought had been lost at sea... Seated in the back of the courtroom.
1: No. Oh, I never
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Therefore, in view of the fact that Madam Queen already has a husband, the suit against Andy Brown for breach of promise is
0: invalid. Case dismissed. <laughs> Andy, Andy, yeah. congratulations,
3: yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Amos. Thank yeah, you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Oh, look, folks, Mr. Brown yeah. is exhausted here. Please oh, stand yeah. back there. Yeah, come on over here and sit down, yeah. Andy. Come on over here. Oh, yeah,
3: Amos, I oh, yeah. has done in, you know it. I'm going to tell you one thing. I has done learned my lesson. Women's has been the ones that's got me into this mess. Women's has got me into trouble all my life. And I tell you, Amos, I promise you right now that I ain't never going to look at no woman again as long as I live.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine, and I, uh... Excuse uh, me, please. Uh, uh, what is it, miss? Yeah, you want something?
4: Well, I've been sitting in the court through the whole
0: trial, and my sympathies have been with you through the whole case. And I just wanted to tell you, I know that a man with such beautiful, soulful eyes just couldn't be guilty. Good evening. Excuse me, Amos. Uh, Where are you going in? To find her name and
3: address. That is the cutest, honey baby doll I've ever seen. Oh!
0: show directed and transcribed by Cliff Howell. Stay tuned for the Edgar Berg and Charlie McCarthy program which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This is the CBS Radio Network.